quarter uh, City Council budget work session uh, Madam Clerk can you please read the Chamber Emergency Evacuation Plan announcement Upon activation of the emergency alarm signal, all persons should immediately exit the building. Please use the exits to the left or right front of the council chamber or the east or west stairwell outside of the rear doors of the chamber. Do not use elevators or escalators. At the exit in the building, proceed to the assembly area located in front of the Department of Social Services building and 900 East Marshall Street. Citizens and employees should assist visually and hearing impaired visitors with exiting the building. Um, Madam Clerk, I, I'd like to um, go out of order here in light of our printed agenda. I would like to handle the introduction of our legislation first. Just want to make sure we get that uh, entered in on this time at this hour. Ordinances related to acquisition of real estate property, property commonly known as Mayo Island. Um, if we can begin that process. Yes, sir. Mr. President, the following legislation will be considered by a planning commission for recommendation on Monday, April 17th at 1.30 p.m. to declare a public necessity for and to authorize the acquisition of the parcels of real property owned by Mayo's Island, L.C., located at 501-501-R-503-505-508 South 14th Street and a parcel of real property owned by Alan T. Sheena and White and Wayne T. Sheena, located at 501-2R South 14th Street for the purpose of maintaining the properties as a city green space and recreational area. An ordinance to authorize the CAO to accept funds in the amount of $7.5 million from the Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation through the Virginia Resources Authority and to amend ordinance number 2022-057, which accepted a program of proposed capital improvement projects for the FY23, for the FY23 year adopted a capital budget for FY23 and determined a means of financing the same by establishing a new project for the Department of Parks and Recreation and Community Facilities and increasing estimated revenues from the funds received from the Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation and the amount appropriate to the new Department of Parks and Recreation Community Facilities, Stormwater Mayo Island Purchase Project in the Culture and Recreation Category by $7.5 million all for the purpose of funding the acquisition of Mayo Island in the city of Richmond. That concludes the introductory papers. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Mm -hmm. We're now going to go back to um, the order of this day, discussion and preparation of the final council proposed FY 2024 budget amendments. Um, our goal is to uh, look at our amendments to have an understanding of what is being asked for. And then we have to begin the process of balancing the budget. And so I, I think we are, are to that time. We're not rushing, but our chief of staff has prepared a presentation in which we will look at all of our amendments in their particular categories. But then we will begin to look at dollar amounts. Uh, I believe all of them at this point are to the range of about $8 million, and we have to begin to decide which direction we are going to go. 
Uh, we don't want to kick the can down the road. Uh, we're going to begin to decide and make some decisions um, without necessarily uh, attacking each one <laughs> or each one by uh, line item. But the one thing I've asked that our budget staff do is to do the work of balancing this budget and to bring forth recommendations as it relates to that so we have a little clearer understanding of what decisions we can and cannot make, which direction we should um, and should not go in. I will remind everyone again, it is the role of council to amend the budget and to pass the budget. And so that is the task in which we will um, rally around today and the next few days here. Uh, but we're still in good time from a timeline standpoint and from a deadline standpoint, but we want to make sure that everyone has voice, has value, and has the opportunity to share the things that uh, are important to them at the district level, and then indeed looking at the impact of those items that will directly impact programs that are intended to assist um, the greater Richmond area. And we'll talk more about those as those come. Uh, and at this point in time, I want to invite to the microphone uh, our chief of staff. And let me say this, they have done an excellent job. They have been working around the clock um, to get this information together, to get it presented. Um, and so I just want to thank their team. Uh, many of them are behind her, Mr. Van Linton, Ms. Davenport, uh, Ms. Davis, and they have worked together um, with a lot of information thrown at them, a lot of it thrown by me, a lot of it coming from the administration and from the rest of council. But uh, I just want to say publicly thank you for taking on this task, although it is your job and you have to do it, uh, the way that you've done it and the way that you've prepared and presented this information and walked us through it to this point, uh, you are to be commended for that. So with that, uh, Ms. Letitia Holmes, take it away. Thank you, President Jones, Vice President Nye, distinguished members of council. I would like to also include uh, Myrtle Brown and Deborah Shaw, who are off to They're to my left. I'm yes. sorry. Sorry, Myrtle. Um, Call Myrtle's voice her name every day. <laughs> So just wanted to shout them out as well. This team has been working um, through this process um, with many of us being new um, as the other component to this. And so that being said, we're going to jump right in. I'm going to take some time. I will let you know we've been using repurposing these uh, work session slides, and so you may see that it says April 10th. I'm going to call myself out. It should say April 12th. Um, but we're going to move forward in this process, and your shared priorities, as you know, have been included in every single update thus far. I'm just reminding this idea of um, moving from district as, you know, re reiterating what Mr. Jones said, moving from district and looking at things from a more global council perspective. Um, so as you move through this process, we hope that you can um, give it some um, adherence to that. So where we left off on Monday, we went through the proposed amendments. We recognize that we're two additional ones moved over from revenue amendments, as you had provided, um, and made them um, as part of the proposed amendments, giving us a total of 12. Um, amendments that we were looking at. Of the 12, these are the two that were moved over, the 1.1 million for the other post-employment benefits increase and the increase to the senior tax relief program. So just reiterating back to folks that 
these were two that were added. Now getting into the discussion. With the discussion, um, what we have done as a team was after that meeting last week we, uh, or Monday, we highlighted the things that it appeared as though there was consensus between administration and council um, as having funded um, one of your amendments. Um, and if there was, we were still out looking, we were had outstanding an understanding of what that process was, it's in yellow. Um, so before you are all 12 of the amendments, um, and they are highlighted accordingly. I do not intend to go line by line on them. I'll give you opportunity to review them, but I don't intend to go line by line on them. I just wanted you to see um, this is where we landed. So um, I know that there were some conversations requested from the floor to administration to have some individualized discussions. Those discussions, many of them have been had Unfortunately, given the timing to get to here, um, I, I currently do not have all the uh, makeup of where we landed and if those things have been funded and if they were acceptable to council. However, for our understanding, the limited information that we did have, these are the ones that we identified that we thought would be approved. Um, I do know that Dr. Newville um, for the 5% retiree bonus pay has been in some level of negotiation. And so our team did attempt to back out that 3.4 million um, should she be acceptable to what those negotiations look like. The other update that you will notice on this slide is the city council offices. We mentioned this last um, go round. We had previously provided to, to administration that it was 966,000 we were looking for. It actually was 1.1 million um, and have made sure that that was included in our numbers. So with that being said, here's where we've landed in terms of options. Um, again, having limited information um, about where we are and then also limited information to some of the line items, the details that are included in said things. Um, here's where we are in terms of general fund priority amendments and how they can be funded. So the current balance, if everything was funded, is $8.1 million. And so we had some discussions with administration. Um, at the time, I felt as though they were amenable to the idea of doing some delayed hiring, um, considering that all the positions that they were requesting would not necessarily be able to be filled. Um, in, in, in conjunction with that, we would be willing to do the same on the council side, but as of right now, this reflects the administration side, and that would be at $1.3 million that we could potentially pull from. The other place is the revenue reserve um, that has been identified in non-departmental, and there's a $1 million balance in there. So that will give us $2.3 million. There has been some discussions around increased revenues um, to which we do not have said information to be able to provide, but we just left that as a footnote as a possibility. So there was also this discussion around non-departmental um, items. We ultimately are pulling away from said thing, but just wanted to bring that to your attention that we had been doing some work to try to identify buckets where we could potentially pull some money to make a balance. So we suggested one to go line by line um, for some of the, the agencies and that didn't seem appropriate. Then we wanted to be more fair and do an 8% de decrease across the board and we still feel like that is not a, a true viable option but we wanted you to know that we have been doing analysis and have been taking the time to work through. So at this time with the information that we have um, 
and understanding taking out the the retiree, the balance would be 4.7 million. That is the nexus of where we need to arrive. Um, barring any information from the administration, who I believe have some um, an update and some uh, handouts to provide. Um, but if that were to be the case, we would still pull over the 2 million. The gap would be 2.5, and splitting the gap between DPU and DPW, um, 1.2 million to come off the top of that. Yes, sir. And, and just to make sure everyone is on the same page, literally and figuratively, you are on the second box, top right, yes. as of four. 12-23 fund no retiree current options, correct? Correct. All right, great. So right now that is, for us, the only viable option that we can see based on the information that we have. Um, what you'll see below is as of, I updated their numbers, but the administration had provided this response estimate. If they were able to have conversations successfully with you all, um, their delta and their gap um, indicated it would be a two-point a $2 million um, to be funded and the, they could do it with the revenue reserve and that was part of us having a discussion with them about potentially um, delaying hiring. Um, if that were to be the case, um, there would the budget would be balanced if that was where we landed. And so again, they have um, some handouts, I believe, that they would like to provide you all based on their conversations and I will let you, Mr. President, decide where to go next with this conversation. And, and if we could, uh, uh, Ms. Holmes, I, you, you said earlier that Mr. Saunders had a handout as it relates to the third box to be funded, alternative, alternative acceptable funded. Is that we has information? He, I would say I'm going to say yes because it would then it would then go to prove. Say again. So, what's so your handout? What, what is your handout? Um, good, e good afternoon, Mr. President, members of council, Lincoln Saunders, Chief Administrative Officer. Um, for the, since the last meeting two days ago, uh, we've been having individual conversations with council members about amendments um, as well as uh, within departments about what's needed to fund the, the ask and the goal. Um, we also have some updates on um, the, the funding and revenue side. Um, I was able to send that over about an hour ago to Ms. Holmes, so we have that electronically. But I do also have handouts that shows how we can address um, the, more of the requests of council um, through the amendment process. And um, I think I could pretty quickly walk you through the changes from what we discussed on Monday. Ms. Saunders, if we could switch to that and, and make that happen, because if not, at some point, we've got to uh, decide which direction we want to go in as not to leave staff and administration in this holding pattern. And so a lot of that is going to be determined upon um, the decisions we make in the next 20 or 30 minutes, what both sides will go back and do at the close of this meeting. So Mr. Saunders, if you could uh, hand that out, and Madam Clerk, if you can make sure all members of council present get a copy of that, and then you keep one for your records. And then if we can ensure that staff behind Ms. Holmes and to my left, they have a copy as well. And then Mr. Saunders, once everyone gets a copy of that, uh, feel free to begin, sir. Okay. And just give them a moment to to, to get those handed out. Is um, our, uh, Mr. Warren, would it be helpful if I emailed you the presentation to put up on screen, or um, would, we, would it be better to go off the paper copies? 
Yes, you can email the well the you can email the city clerk's office an electronic copy of it okay. for record keeping. Jason or Sabrina, can one of you forward it to the clerk's office? If it's possible to you, it's an Excel file with um, three uh, tabs. We'll start with the general operating. Mr. Trammell, I'm sorry, I did not see you lit up. Sorry. I have to leave it. By 1.45, take my sister to the doctor. I did not know that we were going to have a budget session today when I scheduled her meeting, her appointment. Is there any way that I could ask um, Lincoln to please let me know something about the utilities that I had put the request in to keep them the same and not to increase? Because I, I haven't had a chance to look at this right here, and I know that Lincoln probably tried to call me yesterday, but I was dealing with Rita again yesterday. If you could... You know, and I'm sorry I didn't call you back. That's okay. Um, and that's fine. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, Ms. Tram, I believe you're asking me to speak to the um, amendment proposal to uh, keep utility rates level from last year to this year. Um, I would, and I don't know if Ms. Bingham's on and would can contribute, but I'll, but I'll, I'll give you my, my response, which is, um, I absolutely appreciate the, the goal and intent, keeping costs low or utility costs um, as other costs are rising across the city for our residents. Um, the, 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 the total rate increase um, across the utilities is um, equates to roughly $8 a month uh, for citizens. Uh, again, we know every, every dollar, every cost is, is significant. At the same time, um, the rate increases are how we fund um, the combination of the, cap the capital maintenance and uh, investments. So whether it's the stormwater projects we've discussed, replacing gas lines, um, addressing uh, our water treatment facility, et cetera, as well as um, the rising costs we're facing of energy, chemicals, et cetera, that are necessary for keeping our um, whether it's our water treatment plant uh, operational and to provide clean and safe drinking water for our residents. And uh, lastly, I will say, so, you know, uh, Ms. Bingham always ha has a great way of, of talking about the Department of Utilities, and she describes it as people, pipes, and pumps. Um, pipes and pumps is the infrastructure that we need for our utility system to be successful and safe, um, but people is critical as well. Um, 
in the rate increases is also included the cost of providing the 8% wage adjustments for our public utilities employees. Um, we pay their salaries, their, their, their pay, out of, out of utility payments. And so um, while I can't necessarily speak to all the potential impacts of keeping utility rates flat, I do know that it would um, be very challenging for us to provide um, those wage increases for our employees if our rates are not um, also increasing. I, I spoke to a group of utility staff yesterday afternoon, and I said, look, it's not really a, it's not a coincidence that rates are going up an average of 8%, and we're providing an 8% wage increase. 70% of their, their costs is personnel, and inflation costs for um, materials and chemicals uh, are uh, significant as well. And so, again, I appreciate the goal. I think where I would say uh, it's important to, to know that we, we still also, uh, I believe, provide service with compassion. Uh, as many of you know, uh, for a very long period of time, um, the city did, we were one of the first localities in Virginia to restore services to those who had previously been cut off for non-payment at the start of the pandemic. Um, and for the last several years, we had not been um, restarting those or had not been uh, doing disconnections for non-payment. Um, we are also, you know, and, be, and in tandem, um, there are many counts that, that have um, passed due balances. Um, we are both uh, distributing over $20 million worth of, I believe it's the LIWAP program for relief for those whose, um, I believe, income eligible um, demonstrated need for support with their utility payments. So we are trying to provide as much relief uh, as possible. Um, and that's on top of you know, tens of millions in relief that we've provided during the COVID period. Uh, we are also offering up to three years uh, in a payment plan for those who are in arrears, uh, which means that while we are going to be working to collect the uncollected $60 million as quickly as possible, um, because we are also providing extended payment plans for that, it will not all come in in one fiscal year. Ms. Trammell, and, and do me a favor, uh, Mr. Uh, Madam Clerk, if you could just leave everyone red and they can turn on, turn off again. I don't want it to be as formal. So as counselors uh, punch in, if they could punch into red and not green, that would be very helpful. Ms. Trammell? Hit your button. There you go. Um, I know that you just got these questions just now, but um, you know the city is growing with so many projects and, and apartments and, and homes and things like that, more so than I've ever seen in my life, especially you know if I could get it in my eighth district without fighting all the time for something. Um, and then these are the same people that are calling me every day, screaming and hollering about the utilities, about the, you know, about we're not helping them or we're not, um, we're not taking in consideration that it's an older population now. So they're like maybe it's only one person living in a home now instead of a husband and a wife, whatever, and they're on a fixed income. Their, their money doesn't go up, but yet we go up on this and that and all these other things, and we expect them to stay here in the city, especially when the assessments have tripled, tripled in my, in my area, my district. And now with the utilities, because 
all morning I was getting the calls in reference to what we just got our water bill, and my God, I can't believe it. And then when it's on the news that $60 million is owed to the city of Richmond, and now we're saying you, we're going to put you on another payment plan, and that gives them more three years. Well, then this goes up, this goes up again and again, so people feel like they can't catch up. If we could just let it stay for one year, because we haven't filled all the vacancies in public works or public utilities or other departments, police, fire, all of that, that's money that's being, a, being savings to us because we're not paying it out to them because the, it's vacancies that are not being filled. It, I, I, I can understand that, um, that thinking, particularly whether it's for residents or for, for us to think that, um, you know, with all the vacancies there should be, but um, excess revenues, personnel savings and otherwise, in some places there are. Uh, at the same time, though, as you know, with our min minimum staffing requirements, particularly for fire, that with police, et cetera, um, what we end up um, saving in vacancies, we're often putting back into overtime. And that's, A, we, not where we want to be because it's straining for the officers and firefighters, et cetera, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're still staffing and um, doing everything we can, and we appreciate the sacrifice and the commitment of our officers and firefighters uh, to do that. Um, Again, it's, uh, it's certainly uh, a challenging time. Um, when I've been speaking with employees recently, you know, um, I try to say it's, you know, we're not patting ourselves on the back too hard about the 8% wage increase because we know inflation over the last two years has been 12 to 13%. And so between the 5% last year and the 8% this year, we're, we're trying to keep up with inflation, but it's not like we're necessarily um, feel like we're at the point where we're truly getting ahead, so to speak. Um, so we're making good progress. We're making the sort of investments in our employees we need. Um, the wage increases are important for market competitiveness and for um, and being able to retract and, and fill those vacancies uh, and keep the people that we, we have and, and want to retain. And Lincoln, I understand that, but you try to tell the somebody that's 80 years old or 94 years old that's been calling me with their house falling down that can't pay to have somebody come and cut the grass or trim the trees. And then they're asking me, how many, city how many employees in the city live in the city? How many of them? That's what was brought up. And I'm like, that's, that's, I don't have that answer. That's what they're asking for now, these different groups. How many people live in the city that work for the city that have to pay these high taxes that we pay, and when they live in Chesterfield County, they don't send the children to schools, they don't pay these high utilities, they don't pay the high tax rate, $1.20 like the city of Richmond does, and they don't pay the high meal tax in the city of Richmond, because many of them eat in their home place, which is in Chesterfield. So I don't have the answers for that, and I know that this right here, I think if we could continue this till Monday, then maybe me and you can talk, well, tomorrow is bad, but maybe... Friday, once you get a chance to look at this, because the citizens are saying, no, don't do this. And I've got many, I've got a list of people that I've talked to just this morning, hollering and screaming because they just got the utility bill. And they said, you know, this is not right. And you're going to put, you say $8, but y'all don't think about it. It, it goes for the, you got to put another tax on the gas. Um, this, that, I thought, well, I don't have it with me. But anyway, what, it's just not $8, it's 20 or maybe Twenty-some dollars, all that, and for everything else that's included, it's just you can't just say the eight dollars, because when this goes up, the gas goes up, in the whatever it's called, it's more than eight dollars. I, I do think the eight is the rolled up of um, mm -hmm. stormwater, gas, water, et cetera. So all the all the combined utility rates 
um, based on an average average month uh, is, is the eight dollars. And so, there obviously, I mean, again, I understand the challenges for residents that um, you know their Dominion rate has gone up also in the last calendar year um, because Dominion's facing similar pressures of, of inflation and, and energy prices. And so um, we're doing everything we can. As you know, Department of Public Utilities operates uh, its budget to be able to provide the safe and sustainable service that it provides. Um, but it is, and they run it as a, where their, their bottom line is providing the highest quality service for our residents, not profit generation. And Mr. Saunders, what I'm going to ask, just in the sake of time, that if council staff administration can meet with Ms. Trammell between now and Monday uh, to discuss and talk about pathway forward, that would be great, so we can better understand, um, you know, the direction and how we need to move forward on that. Mr. President, Ms. we don't we don't need to meet again to talk about this. We know what the problem is. We're hearing from our citizens, and I know you are too, about these high utility bills. Right, I, I know. And I also, just heard you say until Monday. I'm just going off of what you just said. I'm just saying that it's talk, 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 and we're still the same. We haven't gotten anywhere. It's same. It's same. It would say eight dollars. Eight dollars means a hell of a lot to somebody that can't go to the store and pay for their medicine. Eight dollars means a lot when they're standing in line and they can't buy the milk and the bread because it's over eight dollars. And it means the same to our employees who are counting on the wage increase in order to afford the same. And then Lincoln, you know what they're going to come back and say? Your administrations, you got too many people up in upper management. You don't have enough people out there on doing the, the work, the eight hours or 12 hours a day on the ground. And I understand what you're saying. You need your staff, just like we need our staff. But how do you tell that to the citizen that's 94 years old that called me this morning screaming and crying because she can't pay her water bill, she can't have her grass cut? <coughs> and the, but that's a different subject. I understand that, Mr. President. But this is my, my, this is my thing. Every damn thing else I didn't put, it's got scrapped or whatever. Okay, I understand. Put it off until after we pay the other half of these real estate taxes that are due in June. And I appreciate you putting the people, giving them enough time to come up with the money, but that's three years away. And how much is the utilities going up? And then if they miss a payment, they've been told that they got to come up for all the money and pay it again. My people don't have computers in certain areas in my district. And, 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 and that, because now this is going to shift from an administration <coughs> issue and decision making to council. Because ultimately, it's going to revert back to us on what we are going to do with this particular portion. Um, and so I'm just trying to find a pathway forward at this, at this juncture in time. Because if not, then Ms. Trammell, what we're going to need to do is, is see, as with the rest of these larger ticket items, what's the will of counsel. And it's from what... Um, City Attorney's Office telling me it's 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 the same. We need we're going to need six votes to amend that, but we can have the discussion, continue to have the discussion, and that because I heard you say Monday. That's the only reason why I said, hey, between now and Monday, if there's further conversations that need to be had as it relates to this, if not, then it's going to bounce back to council for council to say, is this something that they want to do? If this is something council wants to do, and we direct staff to do that. That means all the numbers that we have 
we're going to have to go back and rework everything, which, hey, we're here to do that, but it still is going to come back to, it will still come back to what is going to be the ultimate will of counsel on all of these. Mr. President. Yes, ma'am. I'll just say one more thing if I go. Yes, ma'am. Am I the only council person that's getting these phone calls about these high utilities? Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. I mean, again, I, th I think all of us hear them, and we all feel that pinch because and I others hear Others are asking, how come there's not a discussion? How come you're the only one, Reva, getting those calls? Do you say, I said, I just represent the 8th district, but right. if somebody calls me from another district, I give them the council person's phone number so they can tell them how right. they feel about these utilities. And Especially when they keep screaming how in Chesterfield for two months is cheaper than the city of Richmond for one month. Right. And, and I understand that reality. And so our position here, what we have to do today and or between now and the time that uh, we amend this budget, is this a direction council wants to go in? And so we could either handle that, we can handle that now and ask that question because it's going to be a larger ticket item along with a few other areas and we can push, we can push the decision down or we can gather more information if there's more information to be had for council to make a decision on because this isn't just, you know, vice president or president saying, hey, here's the direction or council staff saying here's the direction. It is up to the will of council what we want to do as a collective. And so if you're looking for that right now, Ms. Crammel, um, you know, we, we, we have six to say where we are on that. It's going to need six to be moved forward, or at least a consensus of five to move that forward. Then I'm going to be asking for some other things before we lose quorum between now and 2.30 uh, when another council member must uh, must leave. So. Whatever, whatever your pleasure is, we'll do it. I'll do it. Well, it's two. It's one fifty now, so I do not have time enough to listen to everybody go around and say what we're going to do. If you can continue until Monday, uh, and then now to give Lincoln and I a chance to talk more and see. I mean, I don't need to give. I don't need to give everybody his phone number for them to call him. That that would not be fair to him, because he's got enough right now with all yeah. of us trying to do this. But with the calls that are coming in, not only from the 8th District, but other districts to me, and I say, call your council person so they know how you feel. Right. They say they told you at your meetings. And I said, well, he's listening. Oh, and I am. Trust me, I am. Uh, so what we will do on this one particular portion, we will push the conversation of utilities. Do we have a session on Monday, Ms. Holmes? And I, I just need a head nod, yes or no? They're polling yes. people. All right, and so we will we will push this to our next to our next session. Okay, fair enough. Miss um, Newbill, is this about this piece it right is. here? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Thank you, President Jones. I just want to make sure when we come back to this that we have information about the uh, what we're charging Henrico when we send, and is there an opportunity? Are they bearing the brunt of increase such that we can get this price down in any form or fashion? So we've got to add that to the discussion Monday. All right, next, thank you. When we reconvene. Thank you. Uh, and let, 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 me, let, me, let me just ask this as well as we, let me ask how we read this document, uh, Mr. Saunders, and then I'm going to point you in a couple directions. And you, I'm not going to have you go in order, but there's going to be a few that I direct you to. Help, help everyone understand how to read this. Uh, 
Mr. President, I would say um, where I would focus is that I think would be areas where you're, you're likely to see change is um, in the general operating side, the blue boxes represent areas where, um, you know, when we met Monday, some of these were reflected as um, they were reflected as no's, but there was a number assigned as what administration was and council staff had discussed funding. So I've just edited those to say yes with amendment, meaning um, they would be funded with a budget amendment, right? Um, so you're saying you're open to those. So where you see the Division of Neighborhood Support, uh, funding requested is 750000 Funds included, yes, with amendment. And then um, the, the recommend on the right, the 300000 admin recommendation, that's the column for the amount if, if it is different than the uh, funding requested. So as you recall on this one, we discussed that you know, we think significant progress can be made on neighborhood support at a lower number, 300000 versus the seven fifty. So that's what, um, you know, and not to jump ahead here, but we, we're, we're showing this list of potential amendments as being um, a balanced set of amendments. And so we can discuss that as we, we get through it. And so that, that, that is the yes with amendment. Uh, then uh, when you have a no all the way across, you're saying what? So uh, that's where I would, would refer you to the column to the left of the nose where it's the recommend where the uh, administration description. Uh, this one, for example, on the retiree bonus pay, um, after multiple discussions with President Newbill, or Dr. Newbill, sorry, um, the, uh, I'll let her speak to what consensus we've come to, but we think we have a path forward that does not require an amendment today. And so, Dr. And again, this is really where I wanted to get to, and we were talking about this earlier. As long as council members are fine with the pathway forward, you're fine with this pathway, Dr. Newbill? Y yes. Um, okay. Yes, I am. There is some codification to be done, but yes. And I'd like, you know, we'll bring that back to All right, so council staff is able to remove that from the, the overarching uh, number. Um, that was 5% retiree bonus. Um, doc, oh gosh, Madam Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> you may need to go get a doctor just so we can call you Dr. Robertson. And maybe maybe we're speaking into existence. And so so when we talk about uh, Dr. Robertson's, uh, gosh, when we talk about Madam Robertson's, you may need to do that. <laughs> when we talk about Madam Robertson's, uh, uh, her it was two hundred. I believe it was two hundred fifty thousand for. MLK Life Coach, again, 250000 yes, with the amendment that we included in this amendment. So that means you are supporting it being an amendment. Um, am I understanding that correctly? Yes, sir. I think with the additional context that what um, the council member and administration discussed was that at this time, we would put the $250,000 into the children's fund um, so that it could be available after the pilot period um, of our our initial grant of 50000 to um, this group. Uh, after we get, get through that, we have 250000 so that Mr. Council Member can be confident that we will have funding to continue support, um, again, uh, you know, based on the, the results of the pilot. Ms. Jordan, you had Office of Sustainability. I know you had conversations. We were supposed to have uh, conversations, and you are the first up at the top. 
Mr. Saunders, can you speak to that? So we're, we're fine. So we're saying, we're, we're saying what? Yes, funds included. What are we saying is happening with that? We discussed, I believe, on Monday that uh, the grant positions within budget, we will ensure that one of those positions is working very closely with the Office of Sustainability to pursue grant opportunities, but that that would mean we did not need to have a separate position within the Office of Sustainability. Is that correct? That's correct, as long as there's some reporting to OOS. So that means staff can back out that particular line item from their number, uh, from the number, their magic number, let's just just say say what that is. Um, Mr. Saunders, and, and as you can see, you kind of see the direction I'm going in. Are there other areas? Um, well, hey, Vice President Nye, we talked about OPEB at 1.1, and you had tax tax increase or, or, or tax uh, a tax relief program for seniors. If we could talk about OPEB first, and I'm going to ask, I'm sorry, um, Dr. Newbill, Madam Robertson, God bless, bless you. you. Uh, did you want to go to Vice President Nye first, or? I, I, I would, unless you had something to discuss before I got to that point. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So yes, ma'am. I wanted to go back, and I failed to do this. I apologize. When we were talking about the retirees, I wanted to declare a conflict of interest in as much as um, retiree and work for the city of Richmond before. And also to be clear, as I did with last bonus, that I would be declining uh, the bonus such that this is something I can participate in voting on. Uh, okay. I think you would just, because of the conflict of interest when it comes to that, you would just need to abstain from that portion of it. Now, I don't know if you would need to say you're not I, gonna... I actually, I mean, I'll work through with city attorney, but the last one I actually declined because I wanted to be clear that this was not an advocacy, that this was an advocacy on behalf of right, right. retirees. And, okay, and I would ask that you would talk to city attorney offline because although it may impact you, it's no different than me advocating for increased pay for city council, right? And I know I would be a direct impact of that, but I can still do that. And, and in other words, I don't want you to short yourself because you're trying to do the, the right thing for the retirees. So I would ask that you would get with the city attorney's office and y'all figure out the pathway forward on that. Um, so yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, Madam Robertson. <laughs> I like, you can go with, the doctor sounds good, you know, especially when it didn't cost a lot to get there. <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Jones. Um, just a couple of follow-up questions I want to make sure I'm clear on. Um, so if I'm understanding correctly for, um, the 550 that was asked for the center, you're saying yes to 200. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And yeah, I just went back up a little bit. Uh, the equity request for funding of the center, um, the, the request, the 250, I would ask Lincoln that we have a meeting to talk about what, what this uh, potential means so that the, the team will understand what we are expecting in order to make sure that they get this money, that it, we don't fuss over that, okay? Um, All right. Absolutely. Yeah, with them. 
Okay. And then the 150 for the cash funding for park improvement, um, we had talked about what you had put it. Uh, is this 550 additional to what is already in the budget for Wickham? So um, you're, you're, if I can back up and explain what this one is, um, and it, it may be helpful for me to kind of jump to the end a little bit. Um, so one of the things we're proposing to help us balance, and this has impacts crossover into our CIP balancing, is that we're proposing that um, we would put an additional 1.5 million of cash, as opposed to bonds, into additional parks improvements that would help capture some of the requests from city council that were not captured in the first seven million. Um, so we've received requests for um, Broad Rock, Maymont, and, and supplemental for Wickham. So this would be in addition to the number that was reflected in the seven million. So if that was, I think, 650, this would be additional funding on top of that to close the gap on that project. Um, not necessarily proposing that we say it's 500 here and 550 there and 400 here, but that, that 1.5 million go into the 7 million to accomplish as much of these projects as possible, you know, with giving parks flexibility to move. Um, just to add some additional color for um, Council Member Lynch, who I know is not here, um, but uh, on the Maymont uh, costs that were the amendments in the capital budget um, for Maymont, we are currently pricing the work of the electrical work needed for the change to the bathroom. Um, so we don't have a hard cost. Uh, and so that's part of why I'm saying, you know, we need to make sure there's funds available to, to complete it once we get the cost. And then as we, you know, alloc allocate and commit that, we would, you know, see, go down the list of, of the next priority and next priority with based on available funding. But that number could come in at five, at 50,000, it could come in at 500,000. We don't know today. Um, I hope it's closer to the former than the latter, but once we know, um, we will not necessarily be as cost constrained, but it may mean some of the things down the list, which may be areas like Riverview Playground or other areas would be kind of contingent on available funding based on completing the other projects uh, earlier on the list. Okay, Mr. Saunders, let me, let me be clear, because I appreciate uh, what you're saying about all of the items that have been included in this. Um, the budget requests, so from what I saw in the budget was 650, which is shy of about this 500 that really is needed. So what I'm seeing in your report here, you are, you are suggesting that that 550 with this appropriation 1.5 would be available for Wickham. Yeah, so we'd have a total of 1.2 available if, you know, the project's completed for less, any balance roll to the next Understood. project. But for the budget purpose, 1. I 2. can be satisfied that we fully met that estimate. The, the current estimates. Are. And you know how that goes. Those were estimates done a few years ago, and so God only knows what it may actually be. But And it could change based close. on the community engagement and what gets prioritized, et cetera. But based on our best guess, 1.2, we should be able to, to, to make the project All right. Thank happen. you. Um, Dr. Jones, that satisfies my concerns. Thank you.
Lincoln, these questions that we put out for the utilities, you've received those? Just this as I walked in today. Just received them. Um, you'll provide answers to these as well? Thank you. On the, um, maybe just elaborate on the, um, the decarbonization plan, um, council member. Um, we, I didn't, I'm sorry, I, I think this is a, a issue with my file, but um, uh, we are, we believe we have funding available in OOS from the climate action plan, uh, the 800 plus thousand that has not been allocated or spent thus far. Um, so we think that we should be able to complete the decarbonization plan within that, that funding and, and then some. Okay, great. So if we're using money that came through ARPA, we don't have to wait till July 1. We can start initiating that RFP for consultant now. I think so. Okay. And OOS will manage that process and we'll Correct. develop. The, okay. Um, yes, that sounds great. I appreciate it. Great. Um, We'll just share with Council Chief of Staff that uh, I don't think I had the 1.156 number. We had 1.1 as just a verbal conversation about the cost for Council office enhancement. So um, the 1.1 is in there. I'll, I'll work with Council Chief of Staff on any, any delta that exists. Um, Mr. President, would you like to go to the OPEB conversation next? Yes, sir. That's what we're trying to do. I'm just trying to, and I, and I apologize, colleagues. I'm just trying to find out in real time where we are. You know, again, this is a more of a, of a working session. We didn't have a chance to talk before, but we're getting, we're making, we, we've covered a lot more ground than, than where I was two hours ago. Agreed. Um, and so, one, I want to commend um, the administration. Those of you on council that had an opportunity to talk with Mr. Saunders and with staff for getting us to this point. And so I'm just trying to make sure that we understand what our deltas are, where the delta is rather, and what that means as it relates to OPEP, which we're about to have a conversation on right now. Uh, because depending upon what we want to do with OPEP, um, that's going to determine that that's another huge chunk. That's another uh, 1.1. 1. 1. 1. Um, yes. All right. Great. Um, so, so can we talk about that? Uh, uh, Vice President, I want to defer to you and then let, let's just have a conversation and then I would love to hear from, and I, well, we need to hear from those that remain as we move forward because we still have five. And if we have a consensus of five to move something forward, great. If we don't, then we know that if we can't get to five, we'll never get to six. Does that make sense? Dr. Newbill, because again, we need six for an amendment. Um, and if we can't get, reach consensus of five here to move it forward, then we know that it's not something that um, we'd find going forward. So, Vice President Nye, and then I will wait for everyone else to opine. So, I, um, I talked to Lou Lasseter, who's not available today, but I think. Brett's on the um, teams if we need them um, about the OPEB, and I know you guys spoke to him. Um, I'm not sure, and I read the emails. I think you said something to the effect of we've reached a compromise, 
I don't know if that was really what, when I talked to Mr. Lassiter, he prefers that we put the money in there up front. He, he does. He does. 1,000%. He said if it's a choice of not having the money in there and doing funding it with the fund balance, then that's a, a plan B. But um, he did state to me that putting the money in there up front was preferred. So um, appreciate that. I, I will say my conversation with Lou even this morning was it, it's similar in that of knowing that there's balancing challenges and competing priorities that, you know, fund balance is, is also an option to look at. Um, I will say separately, we talked to USI yesterday. These are the actuarials who do our OPEB study. Uh, their response to us was that there is no harm in not increasing the contribution to OPEB uh, above what is planned in the FY24 budget. Um, they're basing this conclusion on the fact that we've made substantial changes in the plan and our assets have changed. Um, as we discussed with Mr. Lasser yesterday, the major difference between what was in the FY23 proposed OPEB contribution and where we are in FY24, uh, last year, uh, I'm going to make sure I get the number right, but I think we contributed we contributed 2.4, is that the right number, Sheila? 2.4 million to healthcare costs for our employees. Okay, so call it roughly 2.4 million to healthcare costs um, for our retirees and, you know, the 1.4 million for the contribution to the trust. Um, because our pool of retirees in our healthcare plan has shrinked substantially, our actual claims in FY23 is significantly lower than what we budgeted for. Um, we are down now where we believe a, a um, conservative but accurate um, reflection of what those costs will be for FY24 is $1 million. So our contribution to the trust is staying the same. We are reducing how much we are budgeting for the pay-as-you-go health care costs. So while in a perfect world, um, if we had an additional million dollars to pay towards our unfunded liability in OPEB, and I understand that Lou, as an accountant and auditor, can't advise you not to make a contribution to OPEB and any unfunded liability. I would say where we have a much greater unfunded liability, and if we have an extra million dollars I would prioritize, it's the pension system, it's risk and retirement system. And as Dr. Newbill and I um, have discussed in recent uh, days, um, we do believe that part of the conversation we would like to have with council going forward is, in addition to considering retiree bonuses, also looking at how we strategize through our surplus to incre increase our funding to the Richmond retirement system to reduce our unfunded liability there. So I would say if given between those two, I can very clearly and strongly recommend that if you have an extra million dollars, put it towards our unfunded liability in the retirement system versus in our OPEB liability. Again, our own actuarials are saying, you know, they don't think our, our funding amount is insufficient based on what they would recommend. Um, so in competing priorities, even just in the bucket of unfunded liabilities, I would recommend the retirement system rather than OPEP. We've had such significant changes. Uh, the number of retirees in the plan, the claims that we have to cover have changed um, a lot in the last year. Uh, again, based on conversations with USI, with the auditor, et cetera, um, I think there's an understanding that we could see a different um, uh, arc, um, you know, or ADC, the defined contribution, uh, 
uh, significantly change when we redo this study this fall after the completion of this fiscal year's audit. Um, okay, just for clarifications on when the numbers would be updated, because I believe when we talked about this on Monday, you all were saying six months from now? It, I believe it is part of our annual audit, our, our ACFR process that we review. Okay. Our and the AFER was complete so, in yeah. January? Yeah, so so this year I think because it's an, so th this study I believe Ms. White has has indicated that um, you know this will likely take place in the August timeline, not the January timeline. But we'll, so we'll be we'll, doing this after the end of the fiscal year, as we're as a component part of doing our audit for the year. So we'll receive it before the audit's complete. Is that possible? Okay. Absolutely. And how will we receive it? I believe we're happy to share it with you as soon as we have the final version from USI. Okay. All right. I'd like to. Um, sorry. Okay. And, and, and I, I just want to say this. Um, many people may not know Mr. Lassiter, um, his mother is ill and there he, he's in a care uh, meeting with uh, with the family right now, so I told him don't don't pick up his phone call again as it relates to city business. Um, so that that's kind of what the back and forth has been. Um, so just wanted just wanted everyone to know that full disclosure. Yes, um, okay, I guess um, I, I will say this. Um, um, I mean, I'd like to hear from my colleagues. I'm not totally comfortable with doing this. I'm willing to compromise. I would like something, I don't know, some sort of agreement, some sort of date, some agreement of how we are receiving this information. Maybe it's at an OD meeting. Um, I. Sometimes I feel like when we're in meetings and we make agreements like this, then the follow-up slips through the cracks and we um, get left holding the bag. Um, if it would be deemed sufficient, what we would recommend is that um, we work either with the clerk, council chief of staff, to have the September OD or September Finance Committee be a set time. We go ahead and put on the agenda for an update on OPEB liability and actuarial defined contribution. I, I believe we can hit that September timeline for either OD or Finance Committee and wherever council prefers, we'll, we'll commit to a report at that meeting. Okay. President Jones, I would ask, while I would appreciate it at finance, that all members would be uh, updated, and so that would be at an OD meeting. Okay. What was that, Dr. Newbell? I apologize. Say that one more time, please. I President apologize. President Jones. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I was saying that um, Vice President was rep recommending either finance or OD. I'm recommending OD so that all members can receive that update. Okay. I, I would agree with that. And so, and, and what I was asking Vice President and I, 
um, I think she's amenable, even though with heartburn, um, to back out that $1.1 million and to remove that. But again, um, understanding the commitment from the administration today that we will take care of this um, as we get those numbers back in the fall, as the study is done in the fall. Mr. Saunders, and we're finding OD is the place. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And if it's all right, Mr. President, we'll have USI join us for that conversation, the same way you might get an update from CLA, our external auditor. Right. So you're not, you can hear it from the horse's mouth as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you were looking this way, Ms. Jordan. <laughs> so. I had a quick question while we were pausing. So this balanced budget, does this, um, is this saying we're not hiring until... So that doesn't have that. This is where are you is getting the money to to accomplish this? Thank you. All right, jumping to the end. Um, the <laughs> it's one of those cart and horse, right? Um, the there is uh, as part of the conversation with council at the last meeting, um, we were asked to review any and all revenue streams for any potential changes from what was in the adopted or excuse me in the proposed budget. Uh, and I'll do my best to to not read this to you, but um, give you my best uh, projection here. But um, one area of increase that uh, was not captured or calculated at the time um, that we've done additional scrubbing to, to identify um, is uh, there occasionally the city, well, I guess annually, the city receives interest on funds in our accounts, right? Just as you would for your savings account uh, with your bank. Um, we have, because of ARPA funding, that has not been fully, you know, uh, distributed, um, greater interest than we normally would budget for or, or, or suggest. Um, we're comfortable at a number just so north of 2.9 as a calculation for how much that interest will be in the fiscal year. So um, administration would propose and we would certify this additional 2.9 million on top of the um, reduction in the non-departmental of the revenue reserve um, to get to balance. Uh, um, Lincoln, I know we talk about certification of funds every year. Where, where are we on that? How, what is that looking looking like? We're, I think again, I, I know that we have to get a letter from the mayor certifying it. He's the only one who can who can provide that. But finances. Comfortable, we're comfortable with asking the mayor to certify those revenues and putting that on the table today. Okay, and so we can get that number back, the council chief of staff, mm -hmm. in the business tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. In I mean, I, I think the only piece I can't control for is, is when I can get the mayor's signature on a, on a letter. So All right, we'll great. get something to him in the next 24 hours. All right, great. Yes, ma'am. So, um, Mr. Saunders. The, the 2.9 is this interest from accounts that you all didn't factor in. Is have It's an the, increase over what we projected previously. Okay, okay. Is there any other revenue increases? So we did go back and look at um, other, so on the real estate side, mm -hmm. um, based on conversations with, uh, well, honestly, I don't think we've been able to reach the assessor at this time. 
Yeah, um, yeah he, his response is, if we have talked, it's, he's where he is. So we're still comfortable at our 7.7. .7. I don't think we have anything from the assessor to suggest changing that one direction or another. Because we know what his latest numbers are. Um, we, we know his latest numbers are not where we're projecting, right? right? And I don't mean that to mean that's inconsistent with where we're projecting, but as well, we I've know discussed. there's been an increase, basically, but just yeah. not past. All right, that's great. Not well, jumping past our 7.7. .7. All right. Um, the uh, I do believe we also looked at we have an extra month of B poll revenues, ALM, et cetera. Um, nothing that I think uh, gives us um, reason to change the projections that are in the proposed. This is the one area where. We're, we're confident that the revenues we would anticipate are not currently reflected in the, the proposed revenues. Okay. Do you think there is one thing on here that was and she's not here? I, I think, uh, Ms. Lambert, I think you got, you, you, the administration had a conversation with Ms. Lambert because I believe she spoke in the last budget session that she was fine with uh, the direction of the center and um, the commitment from the administration that once everything is done. Correct. That, right. that was, that's certainly our understanding today, that, that with the changes coming to the Calhoun Center, the, the content creation lab would be something that would be looked at for that redevelopment or, or upgrades, but not for the current fiscal year. All right, great. Thank you, Ms. Saunders, for this, this work, and I know you did it on a dime. Um, Ms. Holmes, if you're ready to come and just kind of share where we are at this point, um, because again, this is just a outside of us having food in here. This is just a working, a working session to to get to uh, balance budget. Oh, you don't have to. It'll, he's going to come back up, so you don't need to. So, um, in our review, based on the conversations that happened offline and based on the conversations that have happened here, we believe that what has been presented in front of you from um, administration adds up, and we are comfortable with moving forward with their advice. And so that means, at this point, we know that we'll be able to balance the budget based upon everything that's been presented. Correct. All right, thank you. Um, great job, everyone. Um, CIP is the next one. Yes. Oh, that might have made sense for me to no, please to bring please, up my presentation real quick, and it's I'll be five seconds, Lincoln. I promise you. Sorry. I might be able to do it. Oh, there it is. It's right there. You're amazing, Miss Muhammad. You make things happen. Hold on, Miss Robertson. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Chair, I just I just wanted to compliment our staff as well as Lincoln and his staff. Uh, to come to a resolve um, as calmly and peaceful oh, as man. we have done to this point is speaks volume to the efforts that have been made and the outcomes that seems to be sensitive to addressing council's needs as and priorities as well as uh, the administration being able to successfully work within that so that's major, and I just want to acknowledge that. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Robinson, for, uh, uh, for pointing that out. That is collaboration. Um, so thank you for, for saying that. So as she's pulling that up, and in the interest of time, I, it's going to be rather brief because Lincoln is going to probably present before you again some of the conversations that he's had and resolutions made. Um, so ultimately, there were 23 
sorry to those of you online who are watching me click all the way through all of these. Um, sorry, I went too far. There were 23 um, capital improvement program um, priorities provided in terms of amendments. Um, we did have one new late breaking one for Border Rock, which you saw push forward into operating. So we're going to have to do some math you know, on the fly right here. Um, but ultimately, as you flip through those slides, um, you will find that the balance um, to currently fund them was $9.8 million. Um, and we, ha we had only arrived, again, with the limited information that we had available um, in our um, expertise where we landed was we could look at the CIP active projects on page three um, and be able to fund 9.7 million, leaving a balance of 107, um, depending on where these discussions were, um, understanding that that target would move. Um, also understanding that uh, having some conversation with administration, understanding that in the capital capital planning line, there may have been some projects that we were not aware of that they've already started um, that were not reported to us in advance. Um, and so that line might not be a feasible line. So then the other line that was being looked at was vehicle replacement, um, to which there was a $10 million um, opportunity there to cover everything with $142,000 over. Um, so obviously at 9.8, we could potentially do that with vehicle replacement. Um, that idea um, stemming from the idea that it takes a little while to procure those those um, vehicles. Um, and so it was the same philosophy of delaying the procurement. That being said, um, those are the two lines that we were suggesting to pull from should you want to have all of your priorities in CIP funded. That being said, some conversations I've had, so I'm going to allow Lincoln to come back to the mic if it is your pleasure, Mr. Jones. Mr. Saunders, you're the next contestant on Balance the Budget. We're bringing it up. I just want to thank Ms. Robertson and, and Mr. President for your comments just about this process. It's been uh, very pleasant. It's been fun. Thank you, guys. Um, all right. So I'm going to come back to uh, this spreadsheet. Um, switching over to the CIP. Um, this How the hell do you think? Yeah, and, and uh, Mr. Saunders, um, we're going to lose one council member in about five to six minutes. So, so um, do you know how to zoom out a little bit? Or hang on, maybe it's this. There we go. All right, thank you all. Um, uh, I'll just say as I fiddle with this. We are administration. We are excited to collaborate with the city clerk and council chief of staff on some technology and chambers improvements so that some of this stuff can be a little easier for all of us to, to manage and navigate. Um, so uh, one of the ways that I would, what I would draw council's attention to, and then I can answer any individual questions is um, based on this representation, you know, we are saying that um, all current Amendments are uh, included um, with, you know, some of the caveats about projects that um, maybe extend beyond just one fiscal year. Things like very first one, Jefferson Avenue, that has 
phases mm-hmm. of funding in the current year, and then you know we'll we'll have to be uh, future phases funded in the in the next years. But given the fact that it's state revenue share, we're not it, it's not one where we have to worry about using future debt capacity to do it. We'll be using um, state revenue share operating dollars to to match uh, those funds. Um, Scrolling down some of the biggest changes. Before you move on, Mr. President, might I direct a question? Okay. So, Mr. Saunders, thank you. Um, What I would prefer to um, see captured under this response is what Mr. Vincent sent to me, which delineates when and where uh, the var- when the various phases would occur, because this would suggest that it's two to three years out, but there are various components that will happen in FY24 and 25, and the, it can be just clearly um, delineated. Community can see very easily when these will happen. It still captures what you have, but um, he sh- same email that he sent to me. We're, I very much appreciate that, and I believe that what is clear from our conversations over the last several days is um, being able to delineate for council kind of the plan projects in the various, particularly in the complete streets, public works um, line items so that council can see them in a, in a plan, right? It's not necessarily an amendment to the CIP where, where it's a line item, but in um, Mr. President would ask that um, a time be identified, a future OD meeting or, uh, or appropriate committee to be able to come in and, and really lay out that plan. I know we did not necessarily set this budget season up for a you know long presentation from individual departments, et cetera, but that's clearly an area of council interest and wanting to be able to have something to go back to your districts and provide information about when they can expect certain um, infrastructure improvements to be made and initiated. Uh, with a major caveat that I'll throw out now um, is that you know, a lot of this stuff will be based on estimated timelines that could shift, particularly within the fiscal year, depending on conditions and um, procurement processes. Well, once you and Mr. Vincent get to a place that you feel comfortable, we can bring that to uh, OD and, and outline that for everyone. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mr. President, and, and, um, there are items that will occur um, within the FY24 year. Yes. Okay, and 25. You can't tell that from here. That's and that, and, and I apologize. And that, that this document wasn't meant to to give you that full delineation, but that's what I'm proposing to bring back to you. Okay, that's fine. Ms. Jordan, uh, thank you so much, um, President Jones, President Jones, and everyone. This really has been a um, let's say kind of like a surprising process so far, but uh, not over yet. And I just wanted, if we could jump to page three, because I have a family commitment that was. Um, not something I could change, to talk about the funding the natural gas efficiency rebate, rebate program and just wondering where we might be able to find some new dollars that are not cannibalizing other existing funds to help. Um, I very much understand that we cannot reduce the rates um, for the various reasons you've already outlined, but like Councilmember Trammell, I do have um, you know constituents that are struggling to pay their bills, and to the extent we can use this already available um, channel to help them with energy retrofits to bring down those costs, um, I feel like that's something we should pursue. So within our Department of Public Utilities, um, we do have a program that supports installing um, 
more energy efficient um, systems. I think if I'm being transparent, I think the challenge that you might have with that is that it's, it's generally replacing one less efficient gas system with a more efficient gas system. Uh, and we would not be able to use our utility rates to fund that, that program. Uh, well, we explore. But we do believe there's grants, et cetera, that we mm -hmm. could pursue to provide, a, you know, a separate pathway to, to, to doing that. Okay, so whether it's um, altering our enabling ordinance to just strike out the gas part of it so that it just says um, no? I don't think we We've had that. some going down that rabbit hole a little bit, but are you saying that there are some new funds that are not already spoken for we could use to maybe add to the project homes work or, or, or the like? I think if, if given an opportunity, we can come back with some recommendations for how we can have a, a program that um, in same cases and, and maybe in the DPU side of things, it's mm -hmm. installing a more efficient um, gas system. Uh, and I don't mean, a, I mean whether it's appliances, uh, tankless water heaters, et cetera. And then separately um, looking at ones where we're looking for that conversion that I know you're, you're speaking to. Um, either through available funding, new grant programs, or, or other, other sources. If you give us some time to research some pathways forward, um, we could bring some options to the table. Okay, thank you. And just to clarify, I'm not looking for money to replace gas for gas. Thank you. I know. <laughs> and, and so, yes, ma'am. So, so, Mr. Saunders, let me just save you a little bit of time to Dr. Newbill's point. She just wanted to see, we just want to see where this falls in, in outlying years mm -hmm. um, and how everything works and how it falls from that standpoint. But from what I'm seeing, this takes care of all of council's amendments. And I'll just take a head nod from council chief of staff. So, and I guess that... Honestly, Mr. Saunders, that's all we're going to need to just see, all right, what does this look like over the next, how, how many out, how, how many years out does FY24 go? 25, 26, 27, three years? Total of five in the capital. Five. Yeah. And so, so just, just, just to see that, um, but with that. And I believe all these amendments are talked about in, in context of, you know, at the very least, partial addressment in 24, right? Not, not, nothing that I think we've included here is a, we'll put it in 26, 27, yeah. 28. The, the major difference that has changed between when I presented to you on Monday to today or when I was answering questions on Monday is being able to put that one and a half million of additional cash funding in for what would essentially be CIP parks improvements uh, enables us to include many of the items that were listed as being not funded within the seven million or, or would have to be reprioritized. All right, and so I mean, with, with, with that, it, it, it's it's more or less just hey, let me see where my projects are, how it meets out over the next four or five years, and move forward, knowing that depending upon what happens within the economy, within revenue, within the world, because we saw what happened with um, not that we want another pandemic, but with ARPA dollars and things of that nature how that completely changed uh, our CIP plan. It, it, just, it just flat out did, right? And so we know that there's still probably going to be changes over the next couple years of what moves where and how we move because this is, this is the definition of 
chestnut checkers as we look at how we do our projects. One, second piece, there are some things that may not even be able to be done um, in these current years in 24, 25, just based upon procurement, Design. based on, you know, capacity and things of that nature. And so we have to trust you uh, in that as we run through that process. Um, and, and as you step back, Mr. Saunders, and I'm going to ask Ms. Holmes to come forward, um, and, and you tell us where we are. Surprisingly, we are in a space where we have had the conversations and collaborated well with uh, the administration to be able to have conversations with um, council members to see if they would be amenable to alternative ways to move forward. As we look through the operating uh, presentation to which administration has provided, it, it appears to us that the balance, the budget can be balanced based on what they provided. The same whole, nope. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. The same holds true if you, if you receive the information that Dr. Newville um, underscored is getting the information in terms of where does my project fit in here and what is the timeline for said project. Um, if you are amenable to that, we are okay with moving forward as well. Um, that was some of our questions when we sat over here and listened to that. Um, you will also want to just put, point your attention to they moved some things out of CIP and pushed them forward into operating, um, which brought down your balance um, significantly um, as a result of that as well. So we are comfortable with moving forward. If you are comfortable with moving forward, our suggestion and recommendation would be to do so. And, and I, I know, one, I'm comfortable in moving forward, just head nods if we're fine moving forward with where we are. Um, having done this, not for 20 years, not for 15, but a few years understanding the process, we are in a great place. Um, and th let me say this, I'm glad that we have not gone in each other's, uh, at each other's throats or bad feelings or feeling as if promises were broken or not kept or anything of that nature. Um, and so, again, I want to thank the administration for embracing change because I think they were impacted the most by this um, because we said there are certain things you're just simply not going to present uh, because we wanted time to talk amongst ourselves. I really wanted us to hear each other uh, in what you needed um, because no one knows your district better than you because no one's in your district every day. It, they, they, they may be around the city. They know the city better than us, than, than I do, because I'm not around the city. But no one knows the ninth better or the fourth better or the sixth or the seventh better than us. And so I just want to thank the administration for hearing us. And not just by, you know, acknowledging it, verbally but actually putting it into the budget and the amendment process and so that's what i appreciate that's how i know that we've been heard that the things that are important to our districts that we felt we wanted interjected into this year's budget it happened and so uh, colleagues congratulations on that we're still not done but we are you know we're at the end of that tunnel and we can see the light and we know it's not a train and so that is a good thing. So again, to staff and the administration, thank you for doing that. I will say this. Let me just say this. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't say it. We need to ensure that staff has access to numbers that they need. They, they, they just do. I know we're not a council 
manager of form of government, council manager, everyone has access to all the numbers, maybe the working docs and things of that nature. Not that staff needs access to working docs, but if there are numbers that they need to see now and in the future, the the advent of a strong mayor form of government should not bring that form of cloak where they cannot see the information or access that information. Because again, I hope what we've seen during this process is that this hasn't been about who we want to get somebody or who we want to stick it to somebody or you know, we're all in here trying to do this job and collab together. So that that that's more or less me watching this process uh, from the president's chair this time and something I would love to see us talk about how we make happen down the road. And that's not saying it didn't happen. That's not saying anyone is, um, you know, that someone violated some trust. Not saying that, but just looking back, how can we process improve? How can we do things um, a little more efficiently from our end? Dr. Newbill. Uh, I apologize, President uh, Jones. I'm going to have to leave, but I wanted to see if you were trying to get some consensus, et cetera. And I also wanted to just thank our staff, the administration, um, for, and members for their work. So we're... Yeah, I think we, we're at that point to move forward based okay. on where we are. It'll probably come back before us wherever we need um, to do the... On Monday. The, 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 wherever we need to do the formal process of getting that vote. But I think we're... We're just, we're, we're there. Okay. We're, we're there because everything is balanced on paper. And so, yes, ma'am. One question and then we're going to adjourn. Okay. And I guess if we have consensus on the work session on Monday, we'll discuss the text amendments that day as well. Yes. Um, okay. We're just waiting for that poll consensus to come back. Okay. To schedule the meeting, but yes, ma'am. So um, regarding this Westover Hills, parking lot review. The comments you all have in here is that there can't be a CIP project that's under 100K and we should just ask RPS to take it out of their 2.5. Uh, I apologize. I didn't get a chance to update that response there, but um, okay. I reached out to the superintendent. We're going to work something out. We'll figure it out. He didn't, hasn't gotten back to me on my ask of how we orchestrate that, but we'll, we'll work with him on making sure we can do a study of that, make sure it connects into our Jank Road project. Okay. Thank you. And I'm just going to mention something else, and I'll come and talk to you and Chris after the meeting. But this fence at Westover, we've got to fix it. Understood. So that's not a CIP project, but like oh, somebody, somebody has to fix it. <laughs> Understood. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, just stay close to your emails and respond to them as we reach out to all liaison to all members. Administration, thank y'all. Staff, appreciate you. There is lunch provided in the back that individuals may or may not know. And so I want to thank uh, everyone for your time here today. We're going to call this meeting adjourned. Thank you.